You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Without further ado, we are joined by Nate Jacobson of Stadium. Nate, thank you for joining the show. I'm going to hand you over to T. Crick because she is the ultimate golf handicapper. Trista, meet Nate. You guys talk about golf bets. Nate, are you more interested, sir, on the live results at Pumpkin Ridge in my hometown, Portland, Oregon, or the John Deere results with no top 50 players uh, in that, that betting? Yeah, when uh, you guys asked me to talk about the John Deere Classic, I was wondering if uh, anything about the live golf was going to come up. And uh, <laughs> sure enough, right off the top. But uh, yeah, I'm all in on the John Deere Classic, loyal to the PGA Tour. I haven't loyal even really even as in terms of like handicapping, just loyal to the grind. Yes, the PGA Tour, even though, as you mentioned, no top 50 players in the world after Daniel Berger's withdrawal before the tournament. But I have no interest right now betting to live golf. I don't even understand the format with the teams. And I, I just don't really like the idea of betting a, a shotgun start tournament. That yeah. sounds something more you do at like a, a golf outing at your yeah. local municipal course. So. Maybe uh, no disrespect on your course in Oregon, but uh, no maybe dis- down the line when there's no PGA Tour yeah, going no on. Yeah, no disrespect taken. Peak. No disrespect taken. Uh, let's get into it, though. Right now, uh, the results after after round two, we've got uh, JT Poston, minus 15. What a remarkable score after two days. Uh, Vaughn Taylor after him at minus 11. Denny McCarthy in third. Uh, Matthias Schwab, uh, Chris Goderup, uh tied for fourth. A couple of guys tied for fourth, actually. Emiliano Grillo as well, or Grillo. I don't know these guys, yeah. uh, Nate. <laughs> I don't know them. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, really star-studded cast of characters <laughs> in Syllabus, Illinois. How do you on a, break... On a holiday weekend. Yeah, how do you break this down when you're thinking about live betting something like this in terms of where the value is? Because... I can't put my faith in any any person leading the tournament after two ga- two days if I don't even know whether they have a clutch gene or not. Yeah, no, definitely. And this kind of my approach for this whole tournament was kind of looking at guys more on the back of the board or odds board and not looking at the favorites. If you do look at the two favorites before the tournament, Webb Simpson and Adam Hadwin, they actually both missed the cut. So even though it's not a good field, I kind of like these events. You can take some longer shots on some players who aren't actually as bad or as distant as some of the favorites. Uh, but we're going into the weekend with two rounds of play, kind of looking for ways to fade JC, JT Poston, who's at 15 under, as you mentioned. Not just not because he's not playing well. He finished second last week at the Travelers. Has played really well statistically so far. But here's a player who last year at the Barbasol Championship had a three-shot lead with four holes to goal go, and he blew the lead to Seamus Power. So maybe he learned from that. Maybe he'll be able to close it out because he had that experience. Or maybe he's going to have a little pressure sleeping on the lead for at least tonight and possibly Saturday into Sunday. So looking for maybe other players to bet on this week. Maybe betting, if you do think Poston's going to end up winning, looking at some players statistically who could fit the bill maybe to finish in the top five. So that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. I do have a ticket on Maverick McNeely yep. at 35 to one that I bet on at, at MGM. And he had a really nice day on Friday, shot eight under. 
So he's tied for seventh now. I know the second round just ended, so maybe the uh, the placings are a little different. And he's eighteen to uh, but, one now. Yeah, so I think for personally, going to ride Maverick McNeely. Hope he maybe catches Poston and Poston kind of slips up. Um, but there's a few other guys maybe to bet on and target in uh, individual third round matchups, and and those aren't out right now as we talk. But he'll probably be posted on uh, Saturday morning just because the second round just ended. And usually the matchups for individual individual rounds are determined by tee times. Yeah, Nate, uh, I took some McNeely as well, thirty-five to one, and like Trista just said, so the price has come down a little bit. He's eighteen to one right now. Huge day goes eight under after going, you know, one under uh, day one. So he's tied for seventh right now. Anybody else that you would jump on? He's eighteen to one. You know, I don't want to do anything with JT at plus one twenty-five. I'm not playing anything at that price. What are your thoughts, really quickly, on Denny McCarthy is seven to one? Uh, you got Scott Stallings eighteen to one. And then CT Pan, I was looking. I mean, he's back right now, but he's twenty-five to one. Would you would you take anything like that, or just stay away and you know look to play other markets right now? Yeah, potentially Scott Stallings. That was a guy I looked at yeah. earlier in the week, but he was like thirty to one, which just wasn't enough for me betting Scott Stallings to win a tournament outright. But he did play well at the Travelers, especially the uh, approach game, which is something I like looking at, especially mm-hmm. on a course like the John Deere Classic and TPC Deer Run, where it's all about approach play and then hopefully just make it basically a putting contest so uh stallings could be a guy not a great putter so maybe we'll stay away from that one guy i did highlight though and he's a little bit deeper charles howell the third he actually was the fourth favorite for this event at 28 to 1 going in has strong approach numbers for the first two rounds and as you mentioned a player i considered because he's in decent form he has a pretty good history at the john deere classic I'm not sure if he'll be able to catch Poston because he's at seven under and he has to jump a lot of players also. But I believe he, I saw a live betting 66 to one. That might adjust a little bit as the round is just coming to an end and yeah, we see some top fives and 50 top to tens. One now. So yeah. 50 to one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe a top five or a, a top 10 on Charles Howell, the third, and then look to see who he's paired up with in his individual matchup in the third round on Saturday. Yeah. And, you know, like, I know he's only four strokes back, and we're only going into Saturday. Still 36 holes of golf to be played. But I want a better price for somebody like McCarthy, you know, rather than 7-1. to one. So I'll probably play some matchups. Is there anybody that you're looking to maybe target in some matchups, which aren't available right now at BetMGM, or maybe fade in some matchups here the rest of the weekend, the next two days? Yeah, two other guys I'm looking to bet on. Padding Kazire leads the field in strokes can approach. A player who's definitely... Hot and cold. I know I, earlier this summer, spring I bet on him a few times. It didn't really work out, but he's a player and he's in the mix and his irons are dialed in. I look to bet on him. So maybe whoever he's in against in this matchup, I wouldn't bet anything like outright or top five on him. Maybe like top ten. Um, and then another guy, Martin Laird, who also is pretty solid. Uh, approach numbers so far, not really putting well, but he played pretty well last week at the Travelers, so maybe he can carry that over. And then my one fade for tomorrow I think it's someone Trista mentioned, Matthias Schwab. He's an Austrian golfer. I believe when the coverage on Golf Channel started today, he was actually top of the leaderboard because he had a really nice uh, second round. He shot six under. But if you look at the uh, advanced stats and kind of extrapolate his round, it was all putting for Matthias Schwab. And when it comes to golf betting, I like looking at putting. And if a player's putting really well, bet against him because he's going to negatively, negatively regress. And then if a player like a Charles Schwab, or a Charles Schwab, but Charles Howell that I mentioned is who um, has good approach play, but isn't putting well, uh, can maybe positively regress. So Matthias Schwab is a guy I'm looking to fade. 
and the guys to look to bet on. Charles Howell III, uh, Patrick Kazire, and Martin Laird. Been checking out that 401k, that Charles Schwab 401k then. I know what you're into. you got to protect that bread. I was confused. There's a a Charles Schwab challenge that was played a month ago. (laughs) All the corporate sponsors got a... Got confusing for me. It's all good, Nate. I got to ask you about this. Of course, you know I'm always. Uh, I'm just gonna say it. I'm stalking your social media, man. I'm 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 uh, I'm twatching you, and I see you're speaking my language, college football. Do you have any yeah. win totals that uh, have piqued your interest as you continue to kind of canvas the landscape? We just finished talking about UCLA. Uh, theirs is eight. Texas eight and a half. We've gone through a few teams already, eight and a halfs across the board with some other teams. Um, is there is there a win total or a few win totals that you feel confident in taking the over on the under on in college football? Yeah, I actually heard that talk about UCLA, and that got me pretty excited to hear some football talk on July first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't bet baseball personally, but college football is something I really like. <laughs> and in terms of win totals, uh, I know in the ACC Georgia Tech has taken a lot of money on the under. They opened four and a half. If you look at their schedule. It's absolutely brutal. They start the season in a cross-division game against Clemson. They always end the season against Georgia, and obviously Georgia, one of the top three teams in the country this season, so that's unfortunate for them. But whoever put their schedule together must have really not been thinking ahead because they have to play Ole Miss in non-conference, and they also have to play Mm -hmm. at UCF. So an absolutely brutal schedule for Georgia Tech, where their only wins on the schedule, I believe it's like Western Carolina in week two, and they have home games against Duke and Virginia, but does not look good for Georgia Tech. I know at Bed MGM they're down to three and a half on their win total. So don't expect much from them. Um, and other than that, just kind of taking some time to look at the numbers, see what moves from now in July and then in August, and try to see maybe moving against some plays and some steam. But uh, nothing really yet for college football for me, I'm but so- definitely – Always excited to talk college football and think about college football. I'm glad you brought up Georgia Tech, and I said the same thing, man, when we talked about this earlier. We did an ACC preview, and I jumped on that under four and a half. It was my favorite bet, my favorite win total, and whoever made that schedule, you said it best, deserves to be fired, man. And I said the same thing last year. They're going to be awful. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I know that it seems like they always have to play Clemson, and one of the key things I look for with college football and trying to – because I'm not really – trying to think of like know every single player and especially now at the transfer portal it's right. hard to really follow the player movement but if you can try to find edges in the schedule try to figure out which teams have some of the harder schedules like auburn this year has a really tough schedule they have to play georgia out of the SEC east every year so because of that they're always at a disadvantage uh so kind of stuff like that looking at the unbalanced schedules and divisions in college football and as i talk about that now starting to realize that Divisions are probably going to go away in college football, and mm-hmm. the way I handicap college football is going to change with all the conference realignment. Nate, my brother, nobody knows more than you. Well, at least that's what it says on this uh, outro script that Cam just typed up for me. Nate, thanks for joining the show, brother. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Enjoy your weekend. Absolutely. Good luck this weekend with all your bets, and enjoy the holiday. Our guy, you Nate too. Jacobson of Stadium. Huge live guy. Huge college football guy, but also the John Deere Classic. Don't know a ton of the people that's golfing, but that doesn't stop us from handicapping. And Nate did an excellent job. So make sure you give him a follow on social media, of course. That's my guy, Nate Jacobson. I just had his Twitter up. I want to, I want to get, oh, this Nate Jacobson, one. So don't forget the one at the end.